Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 73 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week include Monster Truck Championship, This is the Zodiac Speaking, The Jackbox Party Pack 7, and NHL 21. The games coming out this week include Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1, Hyper Brawl Tournament, Outpost Delta, Bladed Fury, Scourgebringer, Rusty Spout Rescue Adventure, Vakratis, A Mother's Journey, Superland, Pumpkin Jack, Transformers Battlegrounds, Galicide, BH Trials, Clea, Lord of the Click, and Garud. Three games from Microsoft First Party Studio now, Double Fine, are coming to Xbox Game Pass on October 29th. These include Grim Fandango Remastered, Day of the Tentacle Remastered, and Full Throttle Remastered. Now with last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, 30 games fully optimized on Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S launch day. This is by Will Tuttle over at Xbox Wire. The launch of a new generation of games is the culmination of epic creative and technical endeavors from developers around the globe, all focused on a single goal, delivering immersive new experiences and rich new worlds to explore. The Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S Day 1 lineup reflects this incredible ingenuity, bringing you a creative, diverse, and deep collection of iconic, inventive, and critically acclaimed games from amazing creators around the world. 30 optimized games on Day 1 that look and play best on Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. When you power on your Xbox Series X or S on November 10th, you will be greeted by the largest launch lineup in Xbox history. Games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Gears Tactics, and Tetris Effect Connected will be some of the much-anticipated next-gen games you can play on Day 1. The Xbox Series X and S will launch with 30 new games playable Day 1, 20 of them with smart delivery that are upgraded automatically, and thousands of backwards-compatible titles across four generations. Looking forward to this holiday, there will be more incredible games coming to Xbox Series X and S before the end of the year, including Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, launching November 13th, Destiny 2 Beyond Light launching November 10th, and optimized for Xbox Series X and S on December 8th, and Xbox console launch exclusive The Medium on December 10th. While Cyberpunk 2077 launches on November 19th, it will look and play best on our next-gen consoles and take advantage of smart delivery technology, giving fans the best version for whatever Xbox console you own. There is truly a game for everyone on Xbox, and we can't wait to enter the future of console gaming with you. The list of games starting on November 10th that look and play best on Xbox Series S and Xbox Series S include Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Borderlands 3, Bright Memory 1.0, Cuisine Royale, Dead by Daylight, Devil May Cry 5, a Special Edition, Dirt 5, Enlisted, Evergate, The Falconeer, Fortnite, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Grounded, King Oddball, Maneater, Manifold Garden, NBA 2K21, Observer System Redux, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Planet Coaster, Sea of Thieves, Tetris Effect Connected, The Tourist, War Thunder, Warhammer Crossbane Slayer Edition, Watch Dogs Legion, WRC 9 FIA World Rally Championship, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Yes Your Grace. We are somehow mere weeks away from the launch of our next-gen consoles. I currently look at my Xbox One X like it's a piece of garbage, and don't want to play it because I just want the new hardware already. From this list, I'm personally excited to look into Bright Memory 1.0, Tetris Effect Connected, and checking out all the backwards compatible games like Forza Horizon 4 and Gears 5 to see how they look. 
Number two, Phil Spencer on whether Microsoft needs to bring future Bethesda games to PS5. Matthew Adler at IGN writes, Microsoft shocked the gaming world when it acquired Bethesda and parent company Zenimax Media recently for a whopping $7.5 billion. However, the decision has left a lot of people curious about the future of Bethesda games on other platforms, notably Sony's upcoming PS5. Kotaku's Steven Tatillo interviewed Xbox's Phil Spencer to discuss a bit more about the deal and what implications it may have for players outside the Xbox ecosystem. Quote, is it possible to recoup a $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation? End quote, asked Tatillo. Quote, yes, Spencer quickly replied, then he paused. Quote, I don't want to be flip about that. End quote, Spencer added. Quote, the steal was not to be done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in that documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to go play games. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass in our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make that deal work for us, end quote. Spencer continued, quote, whatever that means, end quote. Bethesda is home to some of the biggest franchises in gaming, including the Elder Scrolls and Fallout franchises, as well as Doom, Wolfenstein, Dishonored, and more. Not having future titles arrive on PS5 or elsewhere puts Microsoft in a unique position and one it must navigate delicately. While he didn't completely rule out the idea of the upcoming Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield coming to other platforms outside Xbox and PC, he did confirm in September that future titles will come to other consoles on a case-by-case -case basis. Hearing Phil Spencer state that they don't have to put games on other platforms to justify the $7.5 billion investment further assures me that these games will be coming exclusively to console and PC, and by console I mean Xbox platforms. Number 3. Microsoft details Xbox Series X, S, Auto HDR, Double Frame Rates, and Backwards Compatibility Heidi Nicholas of True Achievements writes, Peggy Lowe, compatibility program lead at Xbox, reiterates the importance of being able to move your gaming experience across generations. In a recent Xbox Wire post, Lowe covers Auto HDR, Double Frame Rates, and Backwards Compatibility for the Xbox Series X and S. Lowe says that many Xbox games launched before HDR was introduced with the Xbox One S, or the developers weren't able to always implement HDR. Now the Xbox team are introducing the Auto HDR feature alongside the Xbox Series X and S, adding HDR enhancements to games which had originally only launched with standard definition range or SDR. Lowe says this enhances the visual quality of an SDR game without changing the original artistic intent of the game. HDR adds a wider variety of colors and depth, but it sounds as though there aren't even any side effects to the improvements introduced with Auto HDR. There is absolutely no performance cost to the CPU, GPU, or memory, and there is no additional latency added ensuring you receive the ultimate gaming experiences. Lowe also outlines new technology allowing for double the frame rates. Quote, the backward compatibility team has developed new methods for effectively doubling the frame rate on select titles. While not applicable for many titles due to the game's original physics or animations, these new techniques the team has developed can push game engines to render more quickly for a buttery smooth experience beyond what the original game might have delivered due to the capabilities of the hardware." End quote. Although the current hardware can already boost frame rates within certain parameters, this new technology allowing for double frame rates is a huge new step and something that hasn't been achieved with backwards compatibility before. Low references the Huchi method used to allow Xbox 360 and original Xbox games to run at 4K on Xbox One X. The same method is still in use to bring a variety of titles to 1440p on Xbox Series S and 4K on Xbox Series X. In addition, while a portion of the catalog on Xbox One X benefited from increased antitrust filtering, improving image quality of games, almost all backwards compatible titles on Xbox Series X and Series S feature 16x antitropic filtering. 
Just more great news coming out of the backwards compatibility program. I recommend everyone going to check out the screenshots within these articles, with screenshots looking at SDR versus HDR with this auto HDR feature, and the video that they shared showing Fallout 4 running at 60 frames per second versus its original 30 frames per second. What a huge difference. Number 4, Phil Spencer says Microsoft can look at releasing Halo Infinite's campaign and multiplayer separately. Brandon Lowry at Windows Central writes, in an interview with Kotaku, head of Xbox Phil Spencer commented on the possibility of Halo Infinite's campaign and multiplayer modes being released at different times if one of them is finished before the other. He had this to say on the matter. Quote Bonnie, referring to Bonnie Ross, founder and head of 343 Industries, and the team will go to drive those decisions, end quote, Spencer said. Quote, but I want to make sure people feel like they have a Halo experience. I think we can look at options like that, end quote. According to Kotaku, Spencer continued by highlighting that this type of approach would have the factor in Halo Infinite's structure and storytelling strategy. Quote, so yeah, I think that's something to think about, but we want to make sure we do it right, end quote, he concluded. Based on this response, it looks like the option is somewhat on the table, but that Microsoft would only actually go for it if the team at 343 Industries was behind the decision and if it was done with great care. It would make sense for Microsoft to want to get something Halo Infinite in the hands of players following its surprising delay to 2021, but it's also clear that Phil Spencer wants Halo Infinite to deliver a true, complete Halo experience that fans of the series want. Ultimately, only time will tell, but we know that Halo Infinite releasing in parts is at least a possibility. We've talked about this on the show before, and now thinking more of it, I'm against the idea. You do want to deliver a true, complete next-gen experience with Halo Infinite, since they really botched the launch of missing the console launch this fall. I'm excited to play Halo Infinite, but when it's really ready. I think they could make players happy by doing a multiplayer beta leading into launch so people can actually get their hands on it a little bit sooner. Number 5, Marvel's Avengers DLC and next-gen versions delayed. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have delayed the next major updates for Marvel's Avengers, pushing the next-gen versions into next year and delaying the addition of the game's first DLC character, Kate Bishop. In a post on the Avengers blog, Crystal Dynamics studio head Scott Amos apologized for the slight delay to the Kate Bishop DLC, but explained that it's due to ensuring the new content is given the time for extensive internal testing. With this in mind, we've decided to push Kate Bishop's Operation Launch back a bit out of October, said Amos, but no due date was given for the first new character. Additionally, Amos explained that the next-gen updates are being pushed back. Quote, we've also made the decision to shift our PS5 and Xbox Series XS launch to next year to ensure that we give our team time to deliver a next-gen experience showcasing all that the game is meant to be, end quote, he said. Pretty upsetting for me as I'm seeing all the mixed feelings on this game, but I was interested in a new adventure story and I really wanted it to be on my next-gen console box this fall. I was going to pick it up for the holidays, but now I guess I'm waiting until next year. Number 6. Destiny 2's next-gen upgrades coming to PS5 and Series X in December. Ethan Gotcha Kotaku writes, Destiny 2 will be backwards compatible on PS5 and Xbox Series X when the consoles launch next month, but the fully next-gen version of the game won't land until December 8th. Bungie outlined how these slightly delayed upgrades will work in a new blog post today. Destiny 2 will play in 4K at 60 frames per second on PS5 and Series X. It will play in 1080p at 60 frames per second on Series S. A new field of view slider will be added to the next-gen version, and the upgrades will be free. The game will have much faster load times on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S starting immediately when the consoles launch. No need for the upgrade there, which is good because the load times are currently a nightmare on base Xbox Ones and PS4. It will also support cross-generation play, Xbox One to Xbox Series X and S immediately as well. Destiny 2's next big annual expansion Beyond Light launches November 10th. This is very disappointing, I was just talking to my buddy that this was going to be my first thing I play on launch day, and while I will be playing it on November 10th, it's disappointing that it won't have all the bells and whistles coming with the new box. 
As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about xCloud running on a Samsung fridge. Credit to Tom Warren at The Verge. I'm fairly sure cars were supposed to be flying by now, but instead we've managed something else that would have felt like science fiction a decade ago, playing Xbox games on your fridge. That's right, someone has managed to get Microsoft's xCloud service running on a Samsung smart fridge. Instagram user Richard Mallard has managed this feat of modern engineering, sideloading the Android version of the Xbox Game Pass app onto his fridge. The app runs in portrait mode on Samsung's smart fridge, but the games appear at the correct aspect ratio alongside cheese, beers, and whatever other essentials are stored in your fridge. I recommend everyone going to check out this video. It's absolutely wild to see Doom Eternal running on a fridge. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. Another week of not too many games for me to report on. I played a little bit of Super Mario 64 in my bed on the Switch. And after this, I'm going to be checking out the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War beta. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.